Hi, welcome. My name is Marlene Veltri. I'm the host of Pointers, a podcast for health and wellness enthusiasts. Pointers discusses the science that points to vibrant health and provides pointers for getting there. I'm the author of The Simple Seven, a comprehensive health and wellness book that is the foundation for this podcast and my educational health and wellness practice. The Simple Seven book is available on iBooks and other online booksellers. Thank you for joining me today. Let's begin. Today I'd like to talk about why eating healthy is the start, not a guarantee, of obtaining food nutrients. Say that you're sitting down to eat a healthy meal. I advocate eating what I call a fresh food meal, or a meal consisting of food that comes straight from the land or seas. Not processed food, which doesn't come straight from the land or seas. Fresh food is packed with the most nutrients, whereas processed food is not. So, say you're sitting down to eat your delicious fresh food meal. Say it's a salad made with salmon, fresh greens, onions, some other vegetables, olive oil, and lemon. A meal rich in nutrients. It's only the start, not a guarantee, that your body will obtain the nutrients. There are two factors to consider. Number one, how well your body digests food. And number two, the health of your intestinal tract. First, let's talk about digestion reading from the Simple 7 book. Fresh food might be packed with nutrients, but your body can't use them unless they're broken down and digested. Digestion is the body's most complex process. Made up of a number of steps, digestion takes six to eight hours to complete. Failure in any step results in indigestion and the associated discomforts, heartburn, stomach pain, cramping, and bloating. Indigestion makes your body sick and have to work hard to recover. Most importantly, you're missing out on getting the nutrients from the fresh food you just ate. Here's how digestion works. Step one, digestion begins in the mouth when food is chewed. Chewing mixes food with saliva, which is rich in digestive enzymes that break down carbs and the first step of carb digestion. Chewing also breaks down food into tiny pieces making digestion easier in the following steps. Step two, digestion continues in the stomach. Chewed food is swallowed and passed into the stomach for the next step of digestion. Stomach muscles churn chewed food and stomach acid for up to two hours, mostly breaking down protein. More stomach acid is produced when food hasn't been chewed well and needs to be chewed more. Stomach acid is strong enough to kill harmful microorganisms that might be present in food, such as E. coli and salmonella. Step three, digestion is completed in the small intestine. Food is passed from the stomach into the small intestine for the final step of digestion. Organs that assist with digestion connect into the small intestine. The pancreas supplies a mixture of digestive enzymes that break down protein, fat, and carbs. The gallbladder provides bile, which helps break down fat. The liver produces bile and stores it in the gallbladder. Friendly bacteria that live in the small intestine also break down food. Together, digestive enzymes, bile, and friendly bacteria surround tiny food particles and break them down into nutrients. Finally, nutrients are packaged and passed through the walls of the small intestine into the bloodstream, and delivered to the body. Step four. 
the bowel clears digestive waste. Digestive waste is passed from the small intestine into the bowel. Though digestion has been completed by this point, the last of the water and minerals in stool are absorbed through the bowel walls into the bloodstream and delivered to the body. Digestive waste is cleared from the body through a bowel movement. So it's important to note that stress triggers a part of the brain that stops digestion, guaranteeing indigestion. That's why it's so important to take time to sit down and eat your meals in a relaxed state. This is especially important eating lunch in the middle of what may be a stressful workday. I've worked in the corporate world for most of my professional life and was in the habit of eating lunch at my desk for maybe 30 minutes or in a hurry if I ate out, also discussing work matters with colleagues, in effect continuing work during lunch instead of taking a full break. In one of my last corporate jobs, I broke these habits by routinely taking a full hour lunch break, going outside the office, usually by myself. Given the highly stressful nature of my job and needing to be on nonstop, I use the hour to unwind and recharge. First, I take a short 10 minute nap at a nearby cafe that had comfortable stuffed chairs and sofas, after which I'd eat one of their pretty healthy sandwiches or salads, listening to music. This helped me to relieve the stress of the morning and digest my meal well. Second, digestion is also affected by the health of your intestinal tract. And there's even more that goes on the intestinal tract than digestion. Reading from the Simple 7 book. The intestinal tract, so named because it's mostly made up of the small and large intestines, also called the bowel, is about 35 feet in length and mostly tube-like beginning in the mouth and running down the esophagus into the pouch-like stomach, down to the small intestine, about 30 feet, which weaves from side to side down the abdomen, connecting into the bowel, about 5 feet, which traverses up the right side of the body, across the abdomen, and down the left side, ending in the rectum. Here's what a healthy intestinal tract should look like and how it should function. First, the lining of the stomach, the small intestine, and the bowel should all be smooth and clean and clear of anything but the fresh foods and drinks that pass through them. Also, during digestion, water and fresh foods and drinks should hydrate and thicken the lining of the stomach designed to protect the underlying tissues from the damage of stomach acid. Also, during digestion, the stomach should produce adequate acid to break down food. Also, sufficient digestive helpers should be available during digestion. The pancreas, which is attached to the small intestine, should adequately produce digestive enzymes that break down proteins, carbs, and fats. Bile produced by the liver and stored in the connecting gallbladder, which connects to the small intestine, should be released into the small intestine to help digest fats. Water vitamins, and minerals should be available to activate digestive enzymes. Also, digestive nutrients should leave the small intestine properly. The lining of the small intestine should maintain a single layer of cells that are tightly connected together but allow digested nutrients to slip in between and pass into the bloodstream and lymphatic system to be delivered to the body. 
friendly bacteria should thrive in the small intestine in the bowel. A small population of friendly bacteria should live in the small intestine, and a large population should live in the large intestine. Substances should move through the bowel walls unobstructed. Water and minerals should pass through the bowel walls into the bowel bloodstream to be delivered to the body, and cellular waste in the bloodstream should be absorbed through the bowel walls. Digestive waste should be cleared from the bowel cleanly and effortlessly, leaving nothing behind. So instead, this is what's typical. Chemicals and toxins from processed foods and drinks damage the walls of the intestinal tract, making them irritated, inflamed, poked with holes, and punched with pockets, causing pain and trapping gas. The stomach doesn't produce enough acid for proper digestion, and the lining becomes ulcerated from not thickening to protect the underlying tissues. Friendly bacteria, populations in the small intestine and bowel are destroyed by stress, toxins in processed food, and antibiotics. Antibiotics destroy bacteria, all bacteria, including the friendly bacteria living in the intestines, explaining why taking probiotics, which are friendly bacteria, is recommended after taking antibiotics. And by the way, a common misunderstanding is that antibiotics kill viruses because often antibiotics are prescribed for problems related to viruses, such as sinus infections, colds, and the flu. Taking antibiotics can help by boosting the immune system, taking the burden off the body to simultaneously combat unfriendly bacteria, but antibiotics do not kill viruses. When friendly bacteria are destroyed, unfriendly bacteria, parasites, funguses, and other unfriendly microorganisms overpopulate, stealing nutrients from the body and toxifying the intestines with their waste. Understand that they are living organisms that need food and create their own waste. This impairs digestion and the body's ability to absorb nutrients. Parasites are more common than you think. They can be picked up in raw food, including raw vegetables. Most parasites are microscopic. They produce side effects such as fatigue, muscle pain, flatulence, diarrhea, abdominal cramps, and weakness. The most common parasitic overgrowth is candida, which can de develop from taking antibiotics. A type of fungus, candida pokes through the lining of the intestines, called leaky gut syndrome, a condition in which the cells of the lining of the intestine are damaged and malfunction, allowing toxins, unfriendly microorganisms, and undigested food to pass into the bloodstream and lymphatic system. The body recognizes the substances as foreign, including the undigested food, so the immune system responds by inducing inflammation of the intestines. Inflammation signals damage. Digestion, digestion is halted, so the body is deprived of nutrients, and symptoms of candida overgrowth include fatigue, brain fog, and insomnia. Constipation leads to waste building up on the bowel walls, inhibiting proper bowel function, toxins and parasites accumulating, mineral and water unable to be absorbed through the walls, and cellular waste unable to be cleared from the body. 
So as you can see, there's more to consider regarding obtaining nutrients from the food we eat. There's a little more work to do beyond just eating healthy. The good news is that eating fresh food alone can, over time, alleviate most of these problems. Eliminating parasites and restoring a healthy flora usually requires a little more work. I've included details in the Simple 7 book. A side note, we think of digestion as the only function of the intestinal tract, but significantly more happens there. It is home to more than 100 million neurons and nicknamed the body's second brain by scientists. It contributes to our capacity to fight off illness. The body dedicates more than 70% of its immune system to fighting off invaders within the intestinal tract. That's according to an article that was published in Scientific American entitled Think Twice, How the Gut's Second Brain Influences Mood and Well-Being. What happens in the intestinal tract ensures proper digestion, absorption of nutrients, good immune system functioning, and helps with hormonal balance, cognition, and mood. That's all for today. If you'd like to learn more about the Simple 7 book and educational platform, please visit the simple7.com website. My name is Marlene Valtry. Thank you for joining me today. Wishing you the best of health.